Hey guys, welcome to episode 4 of Free Your Mind. I'm Donald, and once again, I'm joined by three <laughs> really great people Celeste. Hello. Benji. Hi. That was a run on long time, Benji. <laughs> <laughs> I like being spontaneous, don't judge me. Okay, um, and today we are joined by, you know, someone really special. Bokoa. What's up? How you Bokoa. doing? Good. Happy to be here. It took okay. me like three years to find it. <laughs> Finally made to it. find a location yeah. to this place, but yeah. All right, cool, cool, cool. Um, anyway, before we begin, right, so the Oscars, how do we feel about that? Uh, uh, the ending, that was crazy, right? That was perfect. <laughs> like, I went to sleep, I didn't even watch it, and I woke up, and everybody on this was like, oh my god, Oscars, yeah. I was like, what happened, what happened? That's yeah, perfect. That was, a, that was a pretty, I mean, you know, sweet ending. Yeah. Yeah. They couldn't have scripted it any better. And now, hopefully, Steve Harvey's gonna get a lot, yeah. a lot less. Black. No, because they I kept referring that. to him I throughout. Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like we still don't know the names of the people who switched the mm-hmm. yeah. envelopes or anything, yeah, but Steve yeah. yeah. Steve Jimmy Kimmel was like, Steve Harvey, right. guys, yeah, remember? Yeah. <laughs> don't forget. Yeah. Leave Steve Harvey out of it, man. Yeah, he's tired. Right. Like, Poor black man. Poor black man. Poor black man. All right, so that was a pretty spectacular end, and um, yeah, like you said, it's entertainment. Yeah. But seriously, guys, serious business. Pretty sad news. Was it last week about the uh, KNUSD suicide case? That was, you know, pretty disappointing to hear. Mm -hmm. And um, I mean, how, how how did we feel about that? That's one too many suicides, <laughs> to be honest. Like, yeah. it, it, it was kind of unfortunate, but yeah. I, I, I can understand from the victim's angle. Yeah, it was actually reported that the. Yeah, so what was the story? Basically, she was a chemi- chemical engineering student. Yeah. And you know, she nobody really understands why she killed herself, but. Rumors had it that she was not doing well on her exams, and because of that, she wasn't able to cope. But there was some evidence left in her room about a note yeah. left for she her parents. She wrote a note to her parents. Yeah, yeah. But the school authorities came out and said that she was actually not a bad student. Like she had, she yeah, had she good had grades and stuff. Yeah. yeah. So, uh, I mean, it's still the, yeah. the investigations are still ongoing. So there was a little bit sure. of a rumor of her being her on boyfriend. a sex tape or something. Oh, was that? And oh. So, oh. I mean, I of course, these are all like on her or something. <laughs> right. So it's it's all speculation. Yeah, 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 yeah. Really they've, they've launched an official investigation. Now, mm-hmm. Right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So um, basically, what they were saying was that yeah, like you said, her grades weren't good, and that drove her to do what she did. Mm-hmm. And the notes that came out saying that you know, sorry, mommy and daddy, for not being the person you want me to mm-hmm. be. I mean, can we start to talk about? You know, someone, a, a girl who was probably most likely depressed, mm-hmm. and that's you know the, you know, that led her to make that mm-hmm. decision. Mm-hmm. Definitely, definitely. I think um, when it comes to suicide, there has to be a certain force that drives you that yeah, far, okay? Yeah. Because it's now you're it's you're at the brink and you've gone past it, really. Mm-hmm. So yeah. there has to be a certain underlying factor, yeah. and that's what we're looking for. Unfortunately, here in Ghana, we don't talk about these things often. We don't talk about mental health in fact when you talk about mental disease everybody thinks of psychosis or like yeah so but people need to understand that 
sometimes it starts with something as simple in quotes yeah. mm-hmm. as being unable to deal with a certain overwhelming sense of um, worthlessness. Mm-hmm. Sometimes it's loneliness. You feel really alone. You're living with your family, yeah. but you feel super alone. Yeah. And you can't explain it to yourself. And in the end, you're like, well, if nobody's going to miss me anyway, or nobody loves me anyway, then yeah. what's my point here? And yeah. then you take your life. Exactly. So there's different things that trigger it. Yeah. We've not been able to have a broad um, national debate about mm-hmm. mental health, about some yeah. of the causes or the triggers, yeah. about the manifestations, about how we as society can help offer support to people um, about um, what kind of support services there are, institutional services there are for Mm. people suffering from mental health or people thinking, suspecting, or maybe they're manifesting some signs and then they want to seek help. So there are all these things that we need to do. Um, I know that uh, Australia has a day called Are You Okay Day? And it's actually a day of awareness about mental health and and uh, particularly mental health that's driven by things like loneliness and then those kind of um, depression or worthlessness and those kind of things. So on that day, you you go and you ask, "Are you okay?" But it's not just "Are you okay?" in that general. Or I'm saying it because, but it's a deeper. Are you? It's just a reminder that you should be asking people in your workplaces and your everyday spaces, "Are you okay?" That's something doing? you want to talk about. Yeah, yeah like I'm here yeah. for you, that kind of thing. But we don't do that here in Ghana. Yeah, I people, think people are. Just I don't know if you know Poetra Santa. She did something sort of similar, mm-hmm. like um, "How are you?" but not talking about how we respond to that question right. okay. so instead of just how are you no, I'm fine yeah. and in Ghana that it's cultural you know yeah. you don't talk about that's your problems it's a default yeah. response you don't want anyone in your business yeah, yeah, and yeah, so precisely. as a result if someone asks you how are you you're yeah, fine. you, you even say I'm sugar. fine until you get to that person who gives you money and you say hmm, life is hard I mean but <laughs> for the most part yeah. it's yeah. how are you I'm fine I'm and fine, that's yeah. it but yeah. I think it, when it comes to it it's how we really define depression in Ghana mm-hmm. We all think depression is just sadness. Mm-hmm. But then, yeah. like um, Celeste was saying, you know, there's a whole level of, like, I'm lonely, mm-hmm. I feel worthless, mm-hmm. I feel like this situation mm-hmm. is so bad. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I can't do anything. I can't do anything yeah. about it. And yeah. because of it, yeah. I'm a burden yes. on the people yes. around yes. me. I'm a shame. Exactly. Yes. I'm a shame. I'm, you know, an embarrassment. I'm hindering everyone else. They probably won't notice if I was if gone. If I was gone, and yeah. the, all the those things would probably be better off. Because, like yeah. that note said, I mean, it was clear she felt that, you know, if we're to go with just the note, yeah. it was clear she felt that she was some kind of disappointment yeah. and as a result it was making life difficult for her parents mm-hmm. and wanted to leave and we look at it like oh it's just sadness I'm just sad mm-hmm. and so we think okay well we all feel sad so why is that some of us yeah. commit suicide yeah. and some of us don't yeah. but I don't think depression is just sadness mm-hmm. it can't just be sadness mm-hmm. and it makes it difficult for people to sort of sympathize yeah. and say okay yeah. I understand like the way Benji said I understand where this person's coming from he yeah. may not have felt anything as bad but he could see that well somebody felt so bad mm-hmm. <laughs> that yeah. there was no other solution mm-hmm. to their yeah. problem except yeah. that, that's a very good point because sadness is just like a brief uh, mm-hmm. feeling of disappointment mm-hmm. right mm-hmm. but then what people don't know is that sadness is actually a component of depression mm-hmm. truly mm-hmm. and it's a prolonged yeah you mm-hmm. know feeling yeah to the point where it begins to affect your normal daily functions mm-hmm. you understand and some of the you know the the characteristics of you know someone who is depressed is someone who feels like like you said you feel mm-hmm. worthless mm-hmm. and they feel helpless mm-hmm. you understand yeah. me and 
and there's a, there's also a certain level of guilt as well. Yeah. So using this particular, you know, let's go as an example, mm-hmm. right? She in uh, like in her note, she said, "What? Well, uh, sorry, mommy and daddy for not, not being, being the girl you want me to the be. The girl you want me to be. Mm-hmm. You understand? So this is someone who felt who felt guilty mm-hmm. to the point where she felt guilty because she felt like you know she was she wasn't living up to her parents' right. expectations. Was nothing so she therefore, could do. exactly. So therefore, she was worthless mm-hmm. to them." You understand? And right. then she, then, you know, naturally, such a person would try to find a solution. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And when they can't, they feel helpless. Mm-hmm. And then that drives them mm-hmm. to probably mm-hmm. say, you know what, I can't find a solution to yeah, this. So I'm, <laughs> I'm just going to take myself out yeah. of the equation. Yeah. Yeah. And these are these are some of the things that we don't talk about in mm-hmm. Ghana mm-hmm. at all. And we always think it's some, I don't know, I think we, we think depression is of some foreign concept or some mm-hmm. distant thing like, oh, is rich people's problem. Robin Williams is you know, somebody tweeted something, something like, yeah. um, do you think a Kayayo has depression or something like yeah. that? And I thought to myself, <laughs> yes. Actually, does. actually, if anybody, I mean, you, it, you your know, living conditions are bad, you're poor, you're living from hand to mouth, I would be depressed mm-hmm. if, you know, I was mm-hmm. in such a situation. Yeah. But they're like, yeah, you know, it's a rich, rich people thing. Problem. You don't have any problems, so let's just pick depression. I, in fact, mental health overall, everybody thinks that, you know, it's all about mm-hmm. your body and what manif- yeah. manifests. You have a cold, you have malaria, you yeah. have that sickness. Anything that goes on in your head is is detached. Mm -hmm. Meanwhile, it's connected. Everything, you know, I feel like it all starts up there Mm -hmm. and then eventually shows in your body. By which time it's it's really gone. Yeah. And, you know, and everybody just thinks that, you know, it's not anything that serious. Like you're making it up because obviously you can't see it. it. How do you explain to somebody that this feeling is not normal to you or how do you explain that? So yeah, um, it's actually sad when you think about it because it's quite common in high school, uh, in high schools. Um, for example, I used to go to this high school, TIS, yeah. and over there, if you were somebody who tried to express, what's TIS? The international school. Just to be sure, if you were somebody who expressed that. Yeah, yeah, we expressed yeah. concern about oh how you felt or especially as a as a guy. Yeah. That's when you say, Oh, this guy be softy or mm-hmm. this guy be data be or mm-hmm. my favorite, this guy be emotional. True that. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna argue. <laughs> that's just by the way. That's just by the way. But yeah, and because of that, you, you know, you're confined into a certain perspective. Mm-hmm. You're supposed to do things one way if you don't do things one way nobody will give you the respect that you feel you deserve mm-hmm. for so if i say okay i don't like the way you're doing this that and that they'll say who oh, a friend go out go your way this thing it'll be anything i'm just joking i'm just joking around yeah. but if you come and give it in another way that they understand actually i know they feel them too so you know you show that you're firm and you're adamant mm-hmm. in the way you speak. Yeah. That is when they'll respect you. Right. You have to always be violent about things rather than, you know, I'm sad. Why would you make me sad? But like, not yeah, but then that is not your yeah. feeling, that right? You don't feel aggressive. You just feel upset. But you're forced to be. Forced especially to be. in, in yeah. this, especially in this country, that the way the culture has defined yeah. the way you should live, mm-hmm. especially like, for guys. Yeah, if you, it's not just. Especially for guys, but if you want people to respect you, you have to be adamant. You have to be aggressive. You tell them one thing, they take you for granted. Mm-hmm. 
That's, and they say when you're dealing with an African, don't bluff, just do it. <laughs> <laughs> I just want to talk about yeah. the institutional capacity for dealing with it. Yeah, our support systems. I mean, yeah, yeah, support systems. We've gone, of course, our society has evolved. We've gone from uh, a system where it was what the village raises the child, um, extended families were very involved, mm-hmm. and so all those mm-hmm. kind of things, those kind of strong social structures were there. Mm-hmm. Now it's weekend, now it's a new, no, it's not necessarily a bad thing, it's a new way of living, right? Mm-hmm. So we won't denounce it for what it is but at the same time with this new way we must have institutional structures that work to support the kind of lifestyle so we should have functioning equipped capable mental health facilities with and staff nurses doctors all those kind of things people working under ideal circumstances there needs to be active involvement and investment in in these in these sectors and also churches yeah, that's what I was going yeah. to say. Well, well, the, the health institutions are not the only... They're not the only... Right. They should actually be like the last, the last, last yes, step. Yes, like, yes, because it begins at home, like yeah. your family. Yeah. Yeah. Supposed yeah. To, so we need right? to talk about so why people are not talking yeah. with their families. What, what, yeah. what the I think there's a certain are. level of tolerance that we miss in, um, in these kinds of discussions. Yeah. Because why don't people want to talk to other people? Because as human beings, we need it. Mm. We enjoy it when we find someone who understands us Mm. and wants to um, help us think through a problem or talk through a problem. But people don't actively seek out, Mm -hmm. you know, someone to talk to. And you realize that, you know, you start talking to someone about a problem and because they haven't been trained with a mindset of it doesn't matter what the person tells you. This is not about you and what you believe in and what you think is right and what your moral, um, you know, principles are, Mm -hmm. the person's coming to you with a problem that they are experiencing. You're supposed to look at it from their side of view, their point of view, and go from there. So you have to find a solution from there. And you have to be understanding. Yes. But imagine as neutral as possible. Now you talk as about okay, why aren't the churches and they should be like a big For real. I mean especially 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 in our society we're a very very, um heavily religious religious society, which means that we spend a lot of time interacting with the church and as such we should be able to go to our pastor and say, Pastor, this is what I'm going through and the pastor is supposed to say, Okay, in addition to go and pray what are your problems yeah. how are you dealing with them empowering the person to yeah. deal with it and so on okay when it comes to churches right mm-hmm. they have uh, bible studies and things like that could they probably do more and have like counseling sessions like actual i think some churches do but yeah. i bet you it's not like professional type counseling is probably like you tell me and I'll give you bible verses <laughs> and, yeah. a, and a couple of prayer points I'll pray for you and get the then, prayer warriors yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. that is actually like, like let me yeah. cast out those mental health demons yeah. you know yeah. I don't know if it's that we don't have um, counselors at churches we have them in schools and churches I mean do we but have them in schools? We have we have someone with the title counselor. counselor. Yeah. Really? But counselors are not all schools, obviously. Okay, yeah. But like really counselor is oh I'm not doing well in school. Oh, you know, it's easier to come to somebody yeah, yeah. They because they're ready with the okay, yeah. um, do you want extra homework? Do you need extra but like there really isn't anybody um out there who's like 
it's all about understanding what somebody is saying without judgment. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that is important because nobody wants to go... Like we said, you're feeling lonely, you're feeling worthless, you're feeling some level of guilt, which mm-hmm. means you think you're doing something wrong. Mm-hmm. You feel like you're a disappointment. So you want to be able to talk to somebody who not necessarily tells you, oh, everything you're doing is just mm-hmm. fine, but like to tell you that you're going through something, you can figure it out without going up in a blaze of... Ah, who told you to do this and why did you do that and who mm. sent you and you're a bad girl, you're a bad boy. Mm. I mean, mm. they'll listen to the first part of your story and if it involves anything along the lines of drugs, sex, uh, whatever, block off. Like, nobody wants to hear anything yeah, yeah. again about you or yeah, how you feel. They judge you. Exactly. Like, imagine, you know, you go to school and you talk to a teacher like, hello, um, sir, uh, you know, or ma'am, um, I had an abortion and... That's it. Yeah. The, everything else you say is going to be because judgment. The word Look, abortion. They're not going to hear you. Yeah. It's going yeah, to be God. Like that's all they're yeah, hearing because they yeah. see you. In, and it's, I don't think it's like being mean, but it's like a fear. Many yeah. of them are parents. Yeah. They're sitting there immediately thinking, like, "Oh my God, what if my child had an abortion? Right. What would I do?" Mm-hmm. Instead of this person has come to me, clearly there's more. Yeah. Because it's not it's not clearly not just about the yeah. thing. It's yeah. about some feeling they're having or some emotion they're having. And it's just difficult to find. Obviously there's some there are therapists mm-hmm. in Ghana, but they're uh-huh. very difficult to find. Yeah, Someone has to tell you about them. Yeah. They're not you uh, don't just look up therapists in Ghana and, uh, and just find them, you know, mm-hmm. and yeah. somebody will just you know, you'll see a big sign like doctor Therapist here. Mm-hmm. Yo, but on a note to that, I think there's a reason for not for them being a bit hard not entirely hard but not easy to find Mm -hmm. this is ghana Mm -hmm. everybody wants to be up in your business and it's not just you know with your personal or mental issues i can give an example i had a friend who in whom i was in the same course with last semester for financial accounting he was um having problems you know, adjusting the whole mm-hmm. thing because both he and I had never done accounting before, and he had confided in our teacher. Mm. You know, he had confided in her and told her things that he had not told me. I'm I'm gonna respect that because, you know, not everything is easy to say. Mm-hmm. He had confided in her because he was her, she was his teacher. You know what she did? She ended up going to tell uh, the director, the headmaster. Oh. Because she felt that he needed prayers. <laughs> I was just about to talk about that. I was just about to say, when you were talking about if it's something that society deems bad, if it's abortion or so, and then it's like you're a bad child and they blank out. But if it's something good or they think you're doing fairly well, you're fairly successful, then mm-hmm. it must be a demon that is fighting your success, doesn't want your happiness. True. So it must be spiritual. And exactly. then immediately it's... It boils down to that it's a mm. spiritual problem. Yeah. Let's let's leave it at and that. And my problem with like I mean, there's nothing wrong with looking at the spirituality of things. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But I've always believed that, you know, if you pray for a solution, the solution is to act. You have to work mm-hmm. out there is something you have to do. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You see. So you don't just pray. Yeah. Because if you pray for something, yeah. you are given some sort of instructions divinely yeah. to do so something else. That. If the only thing is to um, pray, then it becomes like, okay, so what happens next? The person's still going through the problem. They're not actually doing anything. And maybe the person has been praying. Mm -hmm. And the instruction was go and talk 
to, to somebody. Because, I mean, if you read, the, let's say you read the Bible, mm-hmm. it's always pray, go and do this yes, thing, yeah. go and talk to this person, yeah. go and meet this, this person. person yeah. So there's always action. So that whole thing of, okay, we're just going to cast the demons because we like that. Uh, miracles and Cosmic, one death things, yeah. you know, some some wisp of smoke has to rise <laughs> up from someone's head. So, somebody has to tie Roll you, on the floor. No, tie you, literally tie you. We on like the, the drama, yeah. You know, you know of, and it's sometimes it's really not that exciting. <laughs> you know, you can't come and about pray for and like nothing happens, yeah. right? But the point is that at the end of the day, you're supposed to go with even just some peace mm. about it. To yeah. go and think some so more, a bit of clarity, going, yeah. But yeah, like, something. we always want to, you know, someone has to roll and scream and shout, and then some deep voice from your throat <laughs> has to come out and say, "You know, I am Beelzebub and I'm together." So it, we we look for those things, and it's just like let's just pray, because really no one knows what to do, and mm. it's a cop out. Mm, definitely, it's a cop out. Like people are not trained to deal with these kinds of things. I mean, you don't just pick up a phone and say I'm doing a suicide hotline there's training mm-hmm. there are ways to talk to people who are con- contemplating suicide there are ways to talk to people who are going through mental issues yeah. mental health issues yeah. and we don't have that kind of training even a policeman are supposed to have that kind hmm. of training for real like you don't just you know get up and somebody has been in an accident and all you know is plaster uh, who's the purple one draw things on the ground with a stone or chalk and then that's it but like you've been in a traumatic experience Mm, you've been thrown out of a car so I mean people get discharged and then it's you know they're having nightmares they're screaming when they see cars they don't know what's wrong with them all they know is that you know I've been healed physically but what's the rest of the stuff Mm. I mean you go through some kind of um, when you get an accident you get an injury you go through some kind of what's the word uh, physical, um, no, something. As in, you go through no, something the to get back. Yeah, your, your recovery process yeah, recovery involves, you know, getting back to being able to use your arms yeah. and legs and all of those yeah. things. Normal so, life. why doesn't being able to get back into uh, physiotherapy? Yeah, physiotherapy. So, there, so there should be some kind, some kind of, of psychotherapy, psychotherapy okay. as well. You know, you should have at least a couple of weeks even just mm-hmm. yeah. going over your your because once you get over the whole like adrenaline of like i'm in an accident like this has happened mm-hmm. it's over you know you've paid all your bills or maybe you haven't all those things can wreak havoc on your mental mm-hmm. health and um even our police don't have any kind of they're not even told to look out for it mm-hmm. you know somebody's not crying you think the person is fine but because yeah. the person's in shock mm-hmm. you know and nobody thinks okay we should look out for that and yeah. do they care do, I mean <laughs> truly they're not paid enough for that kind of thing either anyway, um, yeah. you, they have yeah. their own problems yeah. and it's yeah. something else to deal yeah. with yeah. someone else's so anyway um, so yeah that, that actually works well into uh, you know, our next topic which um, our next segment actually so for our listeners, our next segment is called Ghana Must Go. And in this segment, we basically talk about, you know, the, the things that we as Ghanaian people must let go of, you know, habits, um, you know, stereotypes and all that. So um, having spoken about, you know, the support systems that are needed in our schools, mm-hmm. we want to talk about, you know, it's Ghana at 60, mm-hmm. 60 years on. Can we look at our educational system and then still feel like, oh yeah, this is an educational system that works? 
or uh, you know can we talk about the flaws in our educational system mm. I, I think I, I think we've we've already spoken about one of those flaws mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. the support systems in our educational like educational system mm-hmm. like how poor are they and you know what can we do to make them better I still think we're running an outdated educational model um, so we're probably still studying the same things that our grandparents were studying pre-independence, <laughs> that our parents studied post-independence. It's like the same things, the same things. And we've talked here about the fact that because of that, we tend to perpetuate this cycle of, oh, you have, there are specific occupations that we expect you to conform mm-hmm. to, exactly. so we're not diversifying. Mm-hmm. Um and it, it shows on our economy. I mean, mm-hmm. we've yeah. still not managed to yeah. diversify our economy because yeah. we've not managed to find value in other um, economic uh, sectors or economic spheres. So, we're, I mean, education... We can... it, it, it's disappointing and hilarious at the same time because, as Celeste was pointing out, this act of regurgitation is not something that, you know, is positive enough to motivate others into different sectors as you mean it's more depressing or acts more of as a a depressant for the economy you go into school you go to any like a laboni sda Mm -hmm. i've been there several times i've been to an english class just this morning before i even arrived here and some of the things that they taught i i can't but ask myself <laughs> no, it's, it's just it's just sad I'm sorry but... and the thing is um, we have to talk about whether the way we are being taught in schools mm. are they allowing us to apply ourselves mm. outside of the classroom mm. you understand absolutely not exactly because yeah, we have the system not. where we are basically told to chew and pull yeah. even before we get to that yeah. do they allow us to question the things that we're being taught you, right because there are certain teachers why yeah, precisely yeah. precisely and yeah. that has happened so many times in so many instances in different schools that i've been been yeah. to in different classroom mm-hmm. settings that i found myself where a classmate would ask or i myself would ask okay what is this for give me a practical example mm-hmm. and then you the teacher gets offended it's like <laughs> What do you mean? Are you are you yeah, saying my class is not important? That exactly. kind of thing. Even as an adult here, then I was telling somebody about this um, recently. When we were kids, we tend to t- we t- we tended to take certain courses for granted, right? Unfortunately, in high, junior high school, I think uh, for a lot of us, it was agri- agriculture class. Yeah. Like we're just like <laughs> you're you're memorizing Sokoto red. Yeah, we're just yeah. drawing like Sokoto red. You know all those yeah. things. You just memorize it and yeah. so on and so forth. Yeah. But it was when I started working. And because I'm an economist, that sometimes you're looking for economic opportunities. You need to understand the way the agricultural sector Mm -hmm. works. You cannot take it for granted. This is the time that whatever little knowledge you knew about agri should feed into because it's an entire value chain and you should know how the processes work. So I think it would have made a whole a world of difference if teachers had told us these are the kind of circumstances that you might encounter where your knowledge of agriculture would be relevant or if it's pre-tech, these are the kind of things. you. Mm-hmm. The, I mean, the kind of 
skills, quantitative and qualitative skills you can pick from a, cl- a course like pre-technical skills and apply in the real world. But unfortunately, we didn't get that. And so we didn't have, we didn't find a way to value it. And we just memorized it and through the knowledge that we yeah. we, we gained away. Obviously, like our education system, there are a lot of different parts mm-hmm. of it that like need, that explain Reason. where we are. Yeah. But personally, I think over the years, investment into education has been the physical structure, mm-hmm. the school, mm-hmm. desks, mm-hmm. and putting the children in it. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. But we completely skipped out on the human development mm-hmm. part mm-hmm. of mm-hmm. investing into mm-hmm. education. Mm-hmm. The teachers. Yeah, yeah. Who else is interacting with these kids? Yeah. The teachers. Eight hours a day. All day. More all day, than even more the parents than, themselves. I mean, yeah. so it's like, you realize that a teacher, first of all, comes into the classroom is underpaid. And that teacher probably didn't want to be a teacher wanted to be something else yeah. and just decided to be a teacher because that was what was available. So you don't have people training to be teachers. How do you teach a child to link the different mm-hmm. um, disciplines? Mm-hmm. Even if they're interested in math, how do I link math to pre-tech, right. to a Greek, to right. all of those things? Right. And because they're not trained to do that, he comes in and what he knows about a Greek is what he teaches, mm-hmm. which is why how he was taught learning exactly, which is why we mm-hmm. learn the same things over and over again because mm-hmm. nobody's motivated to create new material. Mm-hmm. Everybody comes in with notes mm-hmm. from the year before, yeah. from the year mm-hmm. before, mm-hmm. with a textbook that has been reproduced over, over and over and over again, and, over again. Yeah. and um, recites notes. Yeah. So what happens is that, yeah, all he cares about is whether your answer is right or wrong, Mm -hmm. as opposed to, is this person learning? Mm -hmm. How are they applying? If you want to write, look at how our English classes go. Our English classes are not about expression. They are about grammar Mm -hmm. and spelling. And being able to follow a set way of writing right. an you, essay. or I mean, when I got to essays, exactly I was shocked that I was still writing, like, letter to this person. <laughs> yeah. My brain was like, at this point, like, you know, you watch TV. <laughs> if you watch a lot of TV or you read a lot of books, yeah. you read about all these, like, 11-year-olds, 10-year-olds yeah. writing book reports. Yeah. Yeah. And it's not about whether, you know, you can spell this or that. It's yeah. all about, did you understand the con- yeah. content? Were you able to apply it to yeah. a different content? Yeah. Were you able to pick out themes? Were you able to understand mm-hmm. something? Were you mm-hmm. able to write comprehensively, make an argument? I mean, just even be confident in your point of mm-hmm. view. That's why people go to school in America and like are falling behind. Yeah. It's not because the American student knows more than you. But from the moment he or she entered school, that whole process of thinking processing, reproducing your own thoughts mm-hmm. as opposed to someone else's. That's why they're so big on plagiarism because yeah. they don't mm-hmm. want someone else's thoughts. Come Precisely. and add to it. Precisely. Don't bring me back the thing the you can thing. find yeah. in the library yeah. or right now yeah. online. At this point, you don't need to memorize yeah. anything. You just need mm-hmm. to know where to find information. Yeah. And we're still stuck in that. Is this correct or is it wrong? Mm-hmm. Red pen, tick or cross. Yeah. And it's, it should be more than that. So they're not getting any of that. And that's because there's no investment into that part of developing education. Because everybody wants the stuff you can immediately see. Mm-hmm. You build a school, it's there. You can see it. It's a building. There mm-hmm. are children you can put in it and they get a couple of textbooks and that's it. Mm-hmm. And there's more to it. And I think that's our biggest problem as you know an education system. The investment isn't going into mm-hmm. the teachers. Mm-hmm. And so because there's no investment into the teacher, the teachers are also not investing their time or their skills or their resources into the kids. Mm-hmm. 
it's not their fault. I mean, at the end of the day, they have to eat. They have to feel that their time away from home and their family and anything else they could have done is worth it. Yeah. Enough to do extra. You watch all those movies about teachers who go into inner city schools and whatever. Mm -hmm. I mean, that's all nice. And that whole complex, (laughs) like, it's beautiful. But let's be real. These are people with families, Mm -hmm. with needs, with bills. Mm -hmm. And you can't expect them to be, have their mind 100% on the kids if yeah. he's thinking about a mortgage and he's thinking about the fact that you know he has bills to pay mm-hmm. and all of that he's mm-hmm. not going to care about little Johnny who needs you know colors instead of words mm-hmm. or you know audio instead of something else mm-hmm. it's just not going to be anybody's function mm-hmm. right now anybody comes in uh, what's it national services you can be cheap, cheap labor yeah. and it's cheap labor mm-hmm. and like cheap labor, you're going to do the very minimum. Mm-hmm. You're like if you are doing national, you're service, not motivated. So. You're not gonna go in thinking I'm here to wow you. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not here to wow you. I'm <laughs> here to get my money and go. Yeah. Like, don't disturb me, yeah. please. Yeah. Yeah. And that's it. And as long as we continue to build schools, but not like if I, we had children under trees who are getting good education, it'll be better than somebody in a fancy building. With nothing, nothing, air conditioning, yeah, yeah, and yeah. somebody coming in and just reading to them. Yeah. I mean, look at even when we have computer labs, like nobody's allowed to touch anything, yeah. nobody's real? allowed to look anything up. There's no internet on it right now. Nobody is using textbook for anything. Go and research and come, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. go and come and tell me what you found about this mm-hmm. topic. That's how learning works. Mm-hmm. I mean, how many people do you hear who go on YouTube and learn how to do X, Y, and Z? Mm-hmm. Because the information is there, and as long as you go and look for it, you'll find it. But nobody can tell you. Mm-hmm. And until we have teachers like that, we're going to just be doing the same thing. Somebody go and study hard and be a doctor. Mm, and that's real. it. Okay, so uh, to wrap this up, um, yeah, there's still a lot of room for improvement mm-hmm. when it comes to educational system yeah. mm-hmm. I, I think this conversation is something that you can have for you know pretty yeah. much longer than we have oh, right? for today we're, just, we're going to have to end here and um yeah so for our listeners if you enjoyed this episode you can follow us on twitter at gcr free your mind on instagram at the gold coach report and on facebook just look for the gold coach report and you can also join in the conversation via email at free your mind at the gold coach report yeah, free mind at, go- at the goldcoachreport.com. <laughs> All right, so um, guys, it's been a great. I've, I've had a really great time with you guys. Same here. Yeah. It's been a great topic. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, yeah, we'll catch you guys next week. Mm-hmm. Bye. <laughs> It's a dream, I don't wanna wake up soon Ooh, Everything I see be like a tomb And if it's a dream, I don't wanna wake up soon Everything make like give me cartoon My life, they pass my 